Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It is Thursday, July 28th, 545 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. December corn futures up nine and three quarters at 612 and three quarters. November soybeans up seven at 1417. September Chicago wheat up 14 and a half at 804 and three quarters. September Kansas City wheat up 16 and a quarter at 878. September spring wheat up 15 cents at 925. If you guys are listening on the podcast, as always, appreciate it, guys. Leave me a rating or review on that Apple app if you have not already. If you guys are watching on YouTube, uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel like these videos, leave me a comment, give me a crop update. Uh, All of those things will help YouTube to spread these videos out, help me to grow this channel. If you'd like some additional information from me, visit my website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service today. I send my premium subscribers a lot of information uh, direct from me every single business day. Morning email has been going out about 5.30 a.m. Central Time. Overnight headlines, charts, graphics, weather info. My daily subscriber-only videos are part of this deal. Yesterday, I did a video about soybean rallies beginning in late July. The prior day, I had done a video about uh, contra-seasonal corn rallies that's started in late July, and it's happened before. It's a little bit more common in soybeans. I went through a whole bunch of uh, what could be analog years yesterday and discussed the situation, discussed how the crops ended up in those years. If you guys are interested in this sort of content, sign up today. It's 50 bucks a month. Cancel at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else, I promise. Let's start off with the weather here. We do have some rain on the radar in uh, various places here this morning. Uh, This eastern portion of Colorado into uh, Kansas. Then you've got some rains over say northeast Arkansas into Kentucky. There were some rains over parts of Iowa overnight into northern Illinois, southern Wisconsin here this morning, so kind of a mixed bag. But the trend generally is that most of your rainfall is going to be confined to this kind of straight line that goes from, you know, western Kansas across Missouri, southern Illinois, Kentucky, those sort of places. And that's what the next seven days indicates um, in terms of what will happen here. You're going to see more Uh, rain across that band, but a lot of the Corn Belt, really most of the Corn Belt is going to stay dry. Almost all of Ohio, almost all of Indiana, vast majority of Illinois, Iowa, Nebraska, the Dakotas, uh, very dry here over the next seven days. It's going to be a rough start to the month of August, the way that the forecasts set up. Your six to 10 day uh, maps, which is August 2nd through the 6th, uh, indicating odds of below normal precipitation for almost all of the Corn Belt and uh, above normal normal temperatures. Uh, Same thing for the 8 to 14 day. So the first two weeks of August really look pretty ugly in terms of weather. You're going to see this high pressure ridge set up. This is what it's going to look like on August 6th. This may be one of the more extreme examples. But when you get into these ridging situations, uh, the dome of doom, as I've called it before, uh, they essentially lock out rainfall. They lock in hot temperatures. So I'm seeing stuff in the forecast here that's you know, 15, 20 degrees above normal for a lot of the Corn Belt. And, and maybe that's extreme, but I, I think the general theme, and it hasn't, it's not any different this morning, but the general theme is that you've got a threatening forecast. So I think this is uh, what is driving the bus here this week in regard to this rally in the uh, soybean market and in the corn market. 
U.S. ethanol production fell marginally last week. Weekly output 1.021 million barrels per day. That was off 1.3% on the week. It was up marginally versus the same week last year. Uh, Not a bad number. It's good enough uh, from a seasonal standpoint. Ethanol stocks were down 1% on the week at 23.328 million barrels. That is now the second highest level of ethanol stocks on record seasonally behind 2019. Uh, Gasoline demand increased for a second consecutive week up to 9.245 million barrels per day. That was up 8.5% on the week. It was down uh, 1% from the same period last year. We've seen a lot of noise in this EIA gasoline data. Um, I I don't know that the fluctuations on the retail side have been that huge, but a big rebound in gasoline demand, and maybe that has something to do with the lower prices here. Spring wheat crop in North Dakota, apparently in very good shape, and this should be no surprise. We've seen the the rains up there. We've seen the drought alleviated. We've seen good crop ratings. The Wheat Quality Council estimated the average yield at 47.7 bushels per acre across 104 fields in northwest and north-central North Dakota yesterday. The first day of the tour estimated the yield at 48.9 across 120 fields in uh, North Dakota and Minnesota. So you've had good weather. You've had timely rains. We've seen that crop ratings uh, the entire year have been ahead of schedule. Now the crop is a little bit late. It was planted late, um, but I, I think you're going to see a pretty good spring wheat crop up north. This tour will conclude today and they will have final yield and production estimates, I believe, this afternoon. As expected, the Fed hiked its benchmark interest rate by three quarters of a percentage point yesterday. The Fed fund rate now sits at a target range of two and a quarter up to two and a half percent. The rate has increased by a total of one and a half percentage points since June, and that's the largest cumulative two-month hike since Paul Volcker's uh, stuff back in the early 1980s. So this is pretty extreme uh, historically. Uh, Jerome Powell said that another unusually large increase could be appropriate at the Fed's next meeting in September and that the decision would depend on data over the next two months. So they've got two months of data to to digest before that September meeting. Powell said that he did not believe the economy was in a recession and cited a very strong labor market. Uh, He said this, we actually think we need to see a period of growth below potential in order to create some slack so that supply side the supply side can catch up we also think there will be in all likelihood some softening in labor market conditions uh, the stock market actually rallied on this i think some people thought that his speech was kind of dovish you could take it either way but uh, we did see some sharp gains in uh, the stock market yesterday following this news We've got GDP data for the second quarter out this morning. It'll be out at 7.30 a.m. Central Time. Economists in general expect that GDP grew at an annualized rate of 0.4% during the second quarter, which is, is very low, but still positive is the expectation. Although there are a lot of traders and analysts out there who believe that we could see a negative GDP print for a second consecutive quarter. Uh, The decline in the first quarter was mainly the result of uh, surge in imports and kind of a more moderate pace of consumption in the United States. Trade deficits probably narrowed in the second quarter, but consumer spending was also uh, weaker, uh, I think, according to most estimates. So recession is still like your big buzzword here. Uh, Two consecutive quarters of negative GDP is traditionally associated uh, with recession, although whether or not we're in an official recession is uh, left to the uh, eggheads at the National Bureau of Economic Research. There's a few uh, other items at play uh, 
in addition to just two consecutive quarters of negative GDP. We've got an export sales report this morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time. Old crop corn sales could be zero up to 300. Uh, new crop corn sales could be 200,000 up to 625. Uh, soybean sales for old crop might be negative, might be positive up to about 300,000. Uh, new crop soybean sales, 100,000 positive to 500,000 expected. Wheat sales, 250 to 625 expected for the current marketing year. Uh, remember, guys, Friday is uh, or tomorrow is first notice day for August soybean futures. Make sure you take a look at any remaining positions there. Live cattle market was mixed yesterday. Feeders were higher. Hogs were higher. Cash cattle still pretty light, just some 135 reported in the south. U.S. dollar is higher this morning. The S&P is down 11. The Dow's down 60. Bonds are off a full handle. Gold's up 17 bucks. Uh, crude oil up $1.69 in the September WTI, 98.96 last trade there. Have a great day, guys. I'll talk to you Friday morning.